All right, we tried. Hey. Fuck, I didn't even hit record to fucking clap the thing. So now I'm going to like, I'll still figure <laughs> it out. Yeah, it should I work. I didn't. I clapped and I just stared at my non-recording. It's recording now. <laughs> So for to open with, uh, everyone's always asked, where were you when 9-11 happened? Hmm. And the, the question today is, where were you when the coup happened? Oh, and oh I want to say... I watched Soul. <laughs> can, can I wish everyone a happy coups day? Happy coups day, everybody. Happy coup year? Happy oh, coup year. Ooh, happy I like coup happy, year. I like happy coup year. That's good. Three, two, one. Hopefully that wasn't a bomb. Happy, happy New Year. Year. Yes, happy. Wait, we're happy New Year-ing? I no, went and got happy, a beer. What happened? Happy, no, happy Coo year, year. Happy Coo year. Happy Coo year. year. Oh my. Okay, that was good. See, I missed something good. Happy Coo year. Happy Coo year, indeed. Yeah. So, right, so Coo year is. Again. Three, three, we'll do it again one more time. Three, three two, two, one. Happy Coo year. We need to make like a happy coup year shirt where it's like a Christmas sweater design, but it's like somebody not in a tank because that would look like something that's effective. Yeah, nah. no, like, <laughs> like like someone like maybe I don't know. I don't know what what's benign, but coup-ish. Capital <laughs> pigeons. Oh, Anti-Castro pigeons. Castro like pigeons. Someone wearing, someone wearing a shirt like I don't understand large numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's how the coup works, I guess. The, the, yeah, parents, why can't the, be? Why can't pie be four? Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. So I want to. This is going to sound like I'm being a shithead, but some some people on our podcast, I'm not going to name some names, huh? have been slacking when it comes to introducing new segments. So I would like to introduce a new segment, <laughs> and it's and it's called Cancel Corner. Oh, We're going to find man. out who. Who this week has either fucked up or it deserves ire or received ire and blah, blah, blah. So we like it's really hard to talk about. We had a whole plan of what we were gonna do today, and then a a like happy calling it a coup attempt. A coup. Yeah, a we coup had a happy, a coup a, a really. It's not funny because someone has already been fucking shot. So it's like I don't, don't mistake our laughing for like thinking this is all a joke. It's not. But nope. like, what the hell reaction are you supposed to have to this insanity? Oh, it's we just. Yeah. Like we just watched the cops kill people and then people go and have protests in the streets and like they approached a Wendy's and they're like, oh, we better batten down this like rando government building like it's Fort Knox. And then apparently if you believe that Trump actually won the election, you can just walk into the Senate chamber and Only the cops white. won't stop you at all. Only if you're yeah, white. Or, what, do you, <laughs> what could be the explanation white. for this phenomenon? <laughs> racism. Systemic fucking racism. Top down. That's it. There's no discussion. Done. This is happening like in real time. As we were recording this, we're like an hour past them, like the videos of like the, the people keep saying like the Proud Boys. There's way too many. There aren't actually that many Proud Boys in the whole country. Like randos, rando people who think the president, I freaking, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Somebody else, exp summarize the situation. Okay. Well, apparently there's enough to take over the Senate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's. They almost left the fucking ballots. For the yeah. certification count. Oh shit! Do those? Do those this, they this did feels get like them. A hairy, 
This feels like a Harry Potter thing where there's like okay. the magic items that <laughs> makes right. the president uh, yes. the president. It's like fucking him winning the election is what would be like. No, it's so, America, and him winning the election doesn't make him win the election. Actually, we need Trump to goes. find his Horcrux. That's uh, what it fucking feels like. They Twitter is a Horcrux. That's why we have to cancel him. Facebook is a Horcrux. It's why we have to cancel him. Here's what happened. A bunch of these people that basically were told to stand by whatever months ago during that debate or what have you, uh, the thousand that heard it have descended upon DC. They are not organized at all. They're just kind of fucking doing it. That is not why I personally am calling it a coup. I'm calling it a coup because the people that are evil and have brains are going to try to make this an opportunity. Well, That's the, the scary the part. Steel. The protest's message is, quote, stop the steal. These are people who genuinely, I guess, I don't know, you can't prove what people believe, but the point of the protest is supposedly that they think Trump actually won, in fact, right? Based on yes. zero reproducible evidence. It is just well, a yeah. feeling. It is not more but than a feeling. It is just a feeling. <laughs> Nobody yeah, no, listening to this podcast Collins. thinks the president like secretly won. I'm assuming. Oh, by the way, before we get ahead of ourselves, the other voice you were hearing today, we have Chris the Comedy Bunny with us. Hi, Say hi, hello. Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, everyone. Hi, Chris. Okay, thank you. Hi, Pepper. I, if you have, I, yes. I hi, Dragor. <laughs> I got I got asked to be on, yeah. and because uh, uh, you were like, "Hey, let's talk about soul," and that's kind of like my one thing talking about cartoons. And then today, I kind of texted everyone, going, "So are we still talking about soul?" <laughs> you know, the cops are fighting the Proud Boys in the streets of DC. Are we still talking about this Pixar movie? I like, tell you what, I, it was really surreal watching that while a coup was going on. Xander Ooh. watched it with me while the coup's going on. I'm getting updates, and like we're talking about. The updates on the Senate floor. Like, I was watching this movie. I was watching a Pixar movie when I saw a picture of one of these white supremacist shitheads sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. Which, by the way, still, <laughs> fuck Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> oh, but that, like, that's what office that was? Okay, that picture <laughs> yeah, makes more he sense. Was in, he was in Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> thing, like, kicking up. If you swap that guy out with, like, a person of my choosing, I'm completely behind that picture. But like, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the sinister thing, is him being a wacky fucknut with that hat is purposeful. And they do that so you take him less seriously. It's like calling the KKK a grand dragon and shit like that. They're like, oh, it's okay, he's an idiot. Because, you know, he's being funny and what, and lets you laugh it off. It's a fucking it's the technique. It's just joking involved. Oh, it is. Sorry, can I? You you opened with the segment. Can I name drop the thing I want to bring up? Do it. Oh well, let me like just exp okay. We're not the, the the reason we're not going into super huge detail about this coup attempt kind of that's happening right now is like it's happening right now. And if we say a bunch of stuff about it, then the, this podcast comes out even tomorrow. Everything we say is going to be wrong. Yeah. Because we'll have like various contexts and videos, so we're not gonna like try to dissect the actual coup itself right now yeah. because it's kind of pointless. But we want to acknowledge that it's happening and it's kind of freaking us all out in different ways. Well, because it's fucking nanners, like hands yeah, down. It is it's, pretty it's, fucking nanners. It's fucking nanners, and it's it's worth acknowledging that. Yeah. The oh. cops showed up to this protest in like jeans and t-shirts and now they're having to defend themselves. <laughs> it's like, oh fuck, this is the situation we fought. The people who just chant and hold signs at us, you know, the anti-fascists, people who want hu greater human rights, they show up to that shit like they're in the Iron Man Mark III suit. And then they show up to the actual violent protest where they invade the Capitol building oh, in like so fucking board shorts and visors. Like, what's up, bro? Oh no! I thought we were just gonna have a couple of brews. I thought we were friends. Okay, so I want to talk about what you want to talk about because right now the Twitter response I've seen that is fucking hysterical like the thing trending was the word deactivate 
with like ah. half a million <laughs> tweets. And I'm like, oh, are people seriously acting like the solution to this active in-person physical coup is to delete the president's Twitter account? I don't and think that's, that's the where argument. the conversation starts. I don't think that's no. where it, that, I don't think that's the argument. Go ahead, Gregor. Well, that's what I said online, and that's that the thing is that what people you said, have. And what Xander and I are countering with, with is twofold: the new people coming in, and that uh, for as off base as it is, you're essentially dealing, or it is true, you're dealing with an actual cult, and he is the demagogue. And the easier access any of the people who are bought into that cult that they have to him is going to continue to incense and radicalize them. It is, to me, a genuine safety measure to shut that fucker up and make it as hard as possible for his voice to get out. One person's died already. It's a person I don't give a fuck for from, like, being a Trumper, but a human died and I'm not okay with that. And that is in part because of the rhetoric that is publicly out there and is being basically false equivalencyed into being valid in some way. No matter if he has 88 million followers or not, the ease of access to that message is part of the problem. There's like two conversations going on at once here. And by the way, this is Cancel Corner. This is right. uh, it's a very intense first installment of our first episode of, the, yeah. of, of my first potential joke segment okay. of Cancel Corner. So the two conversations going on are, I think one is like, should the president be removed from Twitter? Are the things he is like tweeting and putting out into the public harmful? Mm -hmm. And in that sense, I say, yeah, I yes, I think what he says is harmful. And if he was removed from all platforms on the whole internet, I certainly would not be out here like, put him back, put him back on Twitter. I don't want that. That's not what I want. Can we focus on your original argument, though? Yeah, this other I think that's one conversation. I think the other conversation is the efficacy. Like, does removing him from X platform work? And I claim... No. Well, I should say definitely not so, at this point and definitely not in 2020. So define what it, what do you mean by work? What is work? What, what, what is your qualifications for working? What will be a success of taking him off Twitter for you? I'm trying. I'm going to try really hard not to straw man anybody. I'm not going to try to make an argument you guys aren't making, but mm -hmm. I'm assuming all of our shared goals of getting the president off of any platform are to uh, limit his reach and limit the harm that he can do to just you know our political system to uh to to stop the growth of american fascism aka trumpism mm -hmm. and i believe in that goal also i want those things to happen but i look at what ideologues have done in the past to kind of like we we've deplatformed if you ask a lot a big chunk of Twitter, they mm -hmm. assume Milo Leonopoulos has just been shot into the sun or something, right. like he's just gone, or that Alex Jones has been put underground like a mole person. And can we at least acknowledge that they are way less than they are now? I think they are far, far less visible to us. Does that matter? Does it matter if they're less visible to us? I would say no. And everyone. They are not less visible to everyone, because the people who are sensitive and receptive to their message still are very able to find their opinions, still able to be directed by them, still able to send them uh, support, and still able to like keep their operation going. So if your goals of deplatforming are to stop their reach, stop their influence, stop the, uh, what they're doing from being profitable, because in those two cases, like Milo and Alex, it's really, it's a grift. It's money. If they made zero money doing what they do, they would just stop because they don't really believe in the shit they say. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe Alex Jones believes that like, I don't know, aliens control the government, whatever the hell he believes. But it's the, it's the brain force plus that he sells off the back of that. It's not their only thing, but it is their best thing that yeah, they have. Do you? 
do does anybody in this call believe that if Milo and Alex or people like them suddenly made zero dollars off of saying this shit that they would just still be out there saying it? No, and I never um, made that argument. Yeah, yeah. But so I you're argue with no one that if if part of the goals of deplatforming is to remove resources from these people, which anti-fascists on the internet definitely are trying to do. That's why we get these like rando Nazi groups kicked off PayPal, kicked off Patreon. Those do a little more cause then they got to go use whatever the hell, like no- pay Nazi or Nazi pal or whatever the fuck to get their funds. So I will actually argue a little bit. Uh, many of them would drop off, but mm-hmm. uh, at this point, I think things have evolved a little bit past money in that, as Xander always says, for the president, yes. Yes, Not we're talking him. about the amount of people we're reaching, and I don't care who you talk about. I know YouTube links. No matter the amount of clicks matters. The amount of pipeline, like as far as like there, uh, access to message work. Like, go ahead. There, yes, there there is a non directly correlated dollar sign attention economy that would still be there. I think the misconception is if they made zero money for it but still had an audience somehow that yes it absolutely would be reduced perhaps by a shit ton but no i don't think it would go away either because look at their fan base and how they behave it's the same thing they're perpetuating all of the same things it's just kind of the grift of the ones at the absolute top that do get the money in any way, be it through book deals or they're, you know, partnered with, oh, you got to buy your guns. Like, you take away the money, you, you know, mm. go to our go to our gay space socialism. This problem still exists because the attention economy will still be there. Yeah. I think um, it will be less exaggerated if capitalism weren't there. Um, If I may cut in a little. Go ahead. Because I kind of, I, I agree with Pepper in that, like I, I like I said, I don't think Pepper or I would disagree that taking away someone's microphone makes it harder for their message to carry. That's not what's <laughs> like, like there's no doubt like that's, and that's exactly what taking them off of Twitter would do. The problem is at this point, it doesn't matter. Trump could die and it wouldn't matter. That would what? Make- are you kidding me? You <laughs> are so true. wrong. He could. Dude, you do not understand how conservatives think. I grew up with these people. You do not know how conservatives think. It so matters if he died. Well, Holy it would, shit. Uh, no, I'm saying it wouldn't matter. I grew matter. up with these people. It, they, no. Dragger, I'm help saying, me out here. I'm saying that if Trump died, all he would become is a martyr. He would just become more of a Jesus. But and no, like, you're he wrong. He would become a that, martyr that, that, only no, to that so crowd wrong. that's dying out. And whoever were to replace or take up the mantle does not guaranteed get his audience. Yeah, because I'm, they're not as good as wielding. And, and you can't... Like, Donald Trump is a perfect storm of that rich guy that people can point to and say he's the success story against government control of what we're pointing to of conservatism done well, that idea. And it's hard to say, oh, Tucker Carlson is just going to take and run with it. You can't guarantee that because he is not the same ingredients of Donald Trump. Like, I'm, you can't just say no, personality. Like, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying that in the long run. What okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying in the immediate, the idea that right now this concept of like deactivating his Twitter, it's not going to make anyone in the Senate go home. It's not going to stop anything in the next fucking week. It would, it would over a course of time do something. And that's where I agree with Pepper in that if it were 2016, I would completely agree with like, yeah, fucking get him off Twitter when you can affect the groundswell. But like with Alex Jones, he just becomes forbidden information that people who want to get to um, that information will 
it makes it more it makes him more enticing because he got kicked off of a platform it's that morbid curiosity in the human mind that makes you seek out that information it's why technically there's no such thing as bad press does get perpetuated as a statement because we all assume he's going to start his news network Absolutely. next, right? Like when he becomes not president, he's going to have some kind of information yes. yeah. thing, right? What the heck would be better for him kicking off a news network than here's the news that was too hot for Twitter. We've been banned here's, from Facebook. You got to buy it here, nine ninety nine a month, Trump and end. Like that's, it would only help him, I think, if we no, get no, no, real no, no. it. It would help him make more money. He would reach less people. That's what I think would happen. Am I right in saying that you think the greatest harm is reaching more people? Um, yeah. Because for me, it seems like it's between is the greater harm reaching more people or is the greater harm uh, accumulating more power and money and power are almost the same thing within our, our particular well, economic all right. System. So let's, let, let, me, let me play the what-if game. Uh, Alex Jones gets a lot of money, but how much does Alex Jones have enough to lobby and change policy? It's, the, it's that old Chris Rock bit there's a difference between rich and wealthy yep they're rich he has social po- he has social power but not institutional power trump has institutional and social yes. power and that is why i think that deplatforming him is basically impossible in the year 2021 <laughs> oh god Oh. Uh, all right, here's my flip side of the thing we haven't addressed. The only way you can cancel a president is if you're Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> I would say that the definition of deplatforming is loose and that what we were talking about less people being reached than more. We're talking it's a, it's a matter of false equivalency. That is our main problem with what you're saying, what you're saying Pepper. False equivalency. Yeah, but we just followed an election where where more people voted for him than any other Republican presidential candidate. Anyway, like the cat's just already you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Is yes, is my argument. I don't disagree that putting his message in front of fewer people wouldn't be. So can good. we stop more toothpaste from coming out? Well, yeah, sure, but it's like we're two weeks away from him stopping being the president anyway. Oh, so might as well not try. Yeah, I got it. I would say the effort for Twitter to just shut him the fuck off or any of these platforms is low effort and worth doing. It's fucking Jack, though. Like, when you actually want to go about doing things on specifically Twitter, it's one guy, Jack Dorsey, the guy who won't kick, like, actual, literal neo-Nazis off his platform. It's not, he's not, definitely not making some big, like, oh, I've seen the light, and now we will run the company totally differently. Definitely not before the end of January. I think in 2016, like, Twitter is only seen as important as it is. Like, Twitter, in the grand scheme of things, is really not a huge platform. Like, compared to Facebook, nobody's on fucking Twitter. It's only important because of the president. The president kind of forced... So Jack's in this weird situation where, hmm, should I kick off the guy almost single-handedly responsible for the relevance of my entire fuck company? Because the real problem is capital... Can I say... Can I say hold on, before, Pepe, before segment, you say anything, Pepper. Uh, if, socialist if, court. If he does kick him off... Then it will because he will say, "Okay, he's gonna burn down the whole fucking system. We gotta take him off." That is the that is when you know he thinks, "Okay, it's time now," because that's what all these fuckers are doing. Oh, that's God. what the two thousand dollars in the mail is. What's the least amount we can do from the system burning down? And that's what Jack will do with that decision of taking Trump off Twitter. To engage a capitalist's sense of self-preservation, shit has got to be real bad. All right. <laughs> so here's a topic that we haven't brought up on this whole thing that matters to me as an individual and that's all right fine you're not going to change any minds but there are a lot of people like me that don't even want 
to hear it because it doesn't matter. Like, it literally is just a negative force or a negative idea. It's the equivalent of some bigot screaming fag at me in my ear. I, I don't care. Like, it's not that I don't care they're going to keep doing it, but mm -hmm. holy shit, it's different if I have to hear it in my face. Yeah. Like, I know they're out there. I know the racists and bigots are out there. But you know what's worse than that? When they're in my face. Um, and and this is an aspect of canceling or deplatforming that, to me, I feel like gets lost in the conversation a lot. And that's why I always try to frame it as harm reduction. How many of us are out there just don't even... Like, it's, it's psychic harm to continually be exposed to it. Yeah, I don't even disagree. And Twitter's an everything platform. So, yes, you can curate and do all of this stuff but it is built in such a way and by extension our capitalist media and the false equivalency of continuing to bring it up like i see tangible value still today if he were to get shut off today now that is a good thing hmm. even if long term it is not that impactful uh, I hold on, hold on. I, I think Chris has fe uh, felt a lot of hate in the street just for who they are or who, or who she is. So maybe you have something to say about this, Chris. Um, okay. So like, here's the thing. I totally understand what you're saying, Dragor, and I completely agree with it. And the idea of not having that information is a great thing to have. Like, there's no mm. doubt in my mind that that I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. But the importance of it is, um, one scope and uh, two, the other aspect of it is, um, uh, what the fuck am I thinking of? Oh, uh, war. Okay, so, um, <laughs> uh, all right. So, so oh, yeah, the war. first, I might have ate a gummy a little. Um, uh, what is okay, it good for? Money. Well, you'll find out at five. Okay. Making um, profits. <laughs> I'll never forget. Uh, a uh, fucking man cow had a war. What is good for taking out dictators? Oh yeah, that's what I grew up with. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck, poorly, poorly aged messages. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, installing dictators. Yeah. Oh shit. Ooh. Um. Okay. So point one though, scope. The idea is, um, if I were to be told by someone I happen to see on the side of the street, like, hey, tranny, fucking, you only, you have a dick, right? Like mm -hmm. that means you're a man. Uh, like if someone were to insult me in some way on the street at a random interval, mm -hmm. that would be something that slams into me and it would freak me out. But the other fact is that guy most likely travels that street about as often as I do or close to it because we exist in a smaller reality than we do. And then with the concept of the internet, the idea of our mental, our mental social circle becomes much larger, but not our physical one. So the important not it not being our physical one is one of the key factors there because because it's technically mental you can find ways to curate it you can find ways to manage it but it does come down to you being able to be like okay stopping but when it comes to but also that dude's just like a dude and like chances are he can be as racist as he wants but he's like a shop worker so his actual power to affect my day-to-day -day life is minimal as opposed to if they were like a senator or something. Yes, someone with a lot of social power. So the idea of All right, wait, wait. I got to I got to bring up something there because this is the story that like when I went to college, I heard the following over and over. If if that's just a dude saying that and it's not going to that deeply affect you the individual, like good. Like I don't want people to get riled up or hurt like that. But when I was reciting the Lisa Lampanelli joke, 
And I said, I recited it verbatim. I wasn't intending to cause harm to anyone, but holy shit, that slur. Fag was in there, and a kid basically damn near had a panic attack because before coming to college, that was screamed at him while he was getting the shit kicked out of him. Mm. Yeah. So, like, the harm of language. I don't even mean Trump saying, like, oh, we're going to go invade some country, rah, rah. I mean, like, the actual hateful things that happen day to day that, for a lot of people, carries harm to the individual that is real. You're actually actually hitting on something interesting of using, uh, you know, how some people use that language for what they think is humor or being, like, light. Uh, We saw the other side of that when it was turned into Bean Dad, and he was being an asshole for comedic effect in that same way. We saw how that can be misinterpreted. You know what I'm saying? Or no? This is great. This is the segue I want. It's not yeah. even a change of conversation. It's just introducing the topic because I want to talk it's about it's related. Cancel though. culture has more than one person. Not sorry. <laughs> cancel corner has more than one person <laughs> in it this week. As many people. So we're gonna go from big to small. So now we're gonna take a step down from the literal president of America to let's talk about Bean Dad. Bean Dad. Bean Dad is the the second canceled person in our thing today. Yeah. Here's a brief introduction. If you've ever heard of the McElroys or My Brother, My Brother and Me which is a very popular podcast and a marginally popular television show uh, that is no longer exists, but it was pretty funny. Uh, they have a theme song, and it ha- the, the guy who happens to sing their theme song, it's a band, uh, whatever, we're not, I'm not even saying names. Hey, fucking D-platform, don't even use, <laughs> I just don't use people's names or bands. So the guy who did their theme song, the sings in the band that does their theme song, had a thread on Twitter where they, to very briefly summarize, their young, young child daughter was like, I want to open this can of beans. And he's like, here's the can opener. Good luck. Deal with it. And then he, he proceeds to do like 50 tweets where he talks about how he didn't help his daughter do the can opener. It was a teaching <laughs> lesson that was dramatized. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that was like whatever. But and then the outrage were like, around that, I think, was, uh, I don't want to say overblown, because if you live in an abusive household <laughs> where that style of thing, even for humor, affects you, Losing the context of that and presenting it as what happened, that started it. But Pepper, what did yeah, what came out reason. after that? <laughs> so the I like to I would complain about this because this is what I imagine everyone does every time I have a bad opinion is they start uh, Twitter searching my handle with every slur they can think of <laughs> to see if I've used it or not. And with this guy. Ooh, there were a lot <laughs> N-word, of uh, results. Throw in uh, blaming results. Jews, quote unquote, comedically for random things. Whoa. Basically, an edge lord, but now in his forties. So he was like an old guy making these. But yeah, some of these I look at, I'm like, okay, you only see it's a reply to something. Like maybe this is, I guess, a joke, but. Ooh, <laughs> this is not the kind of joke you should be making. Fucking oh, also anywhere. Just, <laughs> just a just a quick public. one. The there were a few of his more and some some of his shittier tweets, but they were from like a month ago. So like, oh, yeah. there were still yeah. a few a that were to- worth a couple of them. Not like some of the weird ones that clearly were like, oh, dude, early internet like verbatim tone wise. But like some of the more like nuancey dad ones that you're like, oh, dad, shut up. Like, <laughs> this dude was a 4chaner in his younger days. Yeah, he had and now, now he has a child. 
Yeah. They run from like 2010 to, like you said, a month ago. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. look good for this particular person. So like I said, no, t- no doubt he never did any soul searching in his life. I have no, <laughs> like he, ne- he never truly learned the, the meaning of like helping people. And but- yet what actually made him soul search was getting fucking ratioed on Twitter. Oh yeah, hard. Which yeah. I mean, I don't. Who knows if he actually that has, soul searched? That has value, I think. Call it, me no, crazy. No, no, totally, it does have value. Uh, again, but that uh, that's part of that scope thing that I brought up. The idea is, yeah. you can affect him because he's just like a dad. Like he and he, like he has his. He's blue a check. cruise ship worker. Yeah. I, as a former amusement park worker, as soon as I saw that people were fucking tweet, like his cruise ship was going, we need to make a statement. I'm like. Oh no, this guy makes 20k a year. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> he works like on a fucking he, cruise he, ship. Yeah, he is just like a guy. It, it, like He's I said, just it's just a guy. Yeah, it's and like I said, what could Bean Dad truly do with the like given like what are the equivalent of Bean Dad's keys to the castle? Cuz again, he would have not been relevant even slightly in 2 days. <laughs> he's well, definitely a, I'm definitely on like the shithead end of the spectrum looking at what he's like I'm not gonna try to defend yeah he's not actually a good person there is yeah I completely agree with you he's not a good person <laughs> no, he's still no, he's no, still no. just a shitty dad but like can I can I make a bold <laughs> thing oh, here whatever you sure, want go for it. Yeah, man. so alright Pepper we've talked about it I'm only gonna talk about myself uh, there was a period of time and like I can only say how ashamed I am of it, but it's what happened. I was a form of that edgelord. Mm-hmm. I would I would non sequitur slurs to get reactions. We like in, in, in my head, and, I never uh, said anything dragger, with dragger, hate around it. Dragger, I'm going to explode if I don't say non sequitur slurs. Okay. Non sequitur slur. <laughs> but no, like that was my thing. I grew up Basically, I latched on to George Carlin and Lenny Bruce and like, oh, free speech. I very much was like, free speech is the holy grail of for everything that's wrong in this country that you can't get thrown in jail for that is really important. And I took it upon myself to cause, get my reactions, get my outrage. It was it was fun for me and I was not seeing the harm and there absolutely was. So I I have learned if I met me from back then, I might break my vow of pacifism and punch me in the fucking face going, you're causing harm, dipshit, cut it out. Oh, yeah. So I don't want to say that Bean Dad is genuinely an unredeemable bad person. But wow, out of context, when he responds to someone who says, oh, the ice cream wasn't that good here. And he's like, yeah, I blame the Jews. Like. I get where the comic voice is coming from, but I also get why that's horrible. It's like you can't walk around talking like a late 90s South Park script at all times. <laughs> that was me. Out, it, that was me, cool. man. Yeah. Yeah, no. Shit like, is not going to win you friends. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It, it, just like cargo shorts, they're, it's just bad. Oh, what it's is with hating on cargo shorts? They're utility, yeah, you fucks. <laughs> I don't hate uh, cargo shorts. I shorts do like have been canceled. I, still wear them, I enjoy making fun of them. I grew up in the in the Midwest, man. Poor in the Midwest. It there's a certain I see I see cargo shorts and it really bums me out. Oh yeah, I had zip off cargo <laughs> pants. So oh, same. cargo oh. pants and shorts same time. Yeah, motherfucker. And like you actually ever kept the pants part? 
Ooh, I tried really hard. Yeah, man, you you try for a little while and you're like, oh god, it's gonna disappear again. You know, you either don't want to ever unzip it because it's the worst fucking zip ever, or you just fucking whatever. They're shorts now forever. I don't. Can care. we can we name this episode the pants part? The pants. The pants part. Part. Oh god, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Would. It's gonna be happy coo year. I'm sorry. Happy, happy coo year. year. Yeah. But what about race? What about non sequiturs? <laughs> I mean, there's so many. <laughs> We've already we've peaked already. We're only halfway through the episode. <laughs> I definitely received from my from my mom shorts that when I inspected them were simply zip off pants that did not have the pants. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, mom, you didn't get these new. <laughs> mom, these are no way. Mom, these there's are no way that hand. fucking there's no way that Value City sold you the top half of some zip off <laughs> pants. Man, okay, wait, wait. I remember when jean shorts were canceled by Time. <laughs> Yes, but time, time is also Lazarus and will resurrect it 20 I to hope. 30 years later. The denim rebirth. Denim is back, baby. Can we call that one of our 2020, like the decade of the 20s? Like shorts <laughs> will come back in a big way? Yes. <laughs> okay. As a furry yeah, in the furry fandom, they never left. All right, let's the, talk the about Bean Dad. <laughs> well, so the thing we didn't talk about Bean Dad yeah, what else was Dad? Jonathan Coulton yes. and oh, yeah. Ken Jennings. Jonathan Coulton, I was not... I didn't realize they did the uh, a podcast cruise ships. together and the cruise, cruise ship, ship things know each other. Uh, Ken Jennings <laughs> has a little bit of a history of coming full through with like, oh, you sure look nice, but uh, some of those Mormon ideas are still there, buddy. Holy shit! Did you guys see that fucking image with all the Bible and all the trans and f- gay outside of the Bible? Like what? was that Ken, as Ken the Jennings? evil? Oh, it was. It was related to Ken. I, I think I well. Yeah, it was going around Ken Jennings. Ken tweeting wild shit. I don't think it was. I think it was associated with him, but not, you know, with all the religious stuff. If you asked me to pick a a human who is, like, mildly famous, whose opinions I give the absolute least shit about, it's probably (laughs) Ken Jennings. What if he becomes the official voice of Amazon robot? Go ahead, Dragger. Here's... I see. I've seen this happen with the same thing happen with Ken Jennings. Is the same thing I see regular people do with South Park. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to so the South Park example. Are you okay, Chris? I'm sorry. No. Pe- Pepper's vehement, like not oh, hatred God. for his I apathy. So don't care. His, his fucking even, chaotic a- apathy toward Ken. I don't care at all. What the fuck? You Ken don't. Jennings but Joe Schmo. Does. Joe Schmo does because I'm not Ken Jennings was given a platform words. to essentially <laughs> prove... By being the best at Jeopardy? Yes. <laughs> but the way Jeopardy is portrayed, the way the aura is... You laugh. You, I'm you mean to fucking tell me the there isn't some I Joe am. Schmo who hears a Ken Jennings thing. It's like, oh yeah, that guy's really smart. No, I'm no, as no, like no, an authoritative I, reason. I completely yes. agree. Sure I completely agree that Jeopardy is the smart game show. <laughs> it is. It is. Dude, like, comment, I'm, I'm, laugh as much as you want on yeah. it, but like I'm that is a, a population <laughs> that is bought into no, it. No, I completely agree. I agree. I agree with Dragger here, man. Let me tell you why I'm laughing. I'm, I'm just imagining someone being like, guys, like I used to think that black people ha- deserve have the same amount of humanity as white people, but then, you know, <laughs> the, the grand champion of family feud. <laughs> <laughs> He fucking opened my eyes. Dude, that's the world we live in today. Family feud I'm is not, not even presented that way. You. 
He's in the, a know, the Wheel of Fortune grand champion. <laughs> Wheel yeah, of now, Fortune is not presented that way. Hey, can I be? Can I just say that I'm not happy? The host of Family Feud is piece of shit Steve Harvey, and he has oh continued God, to hurt is. people by being the Family Feud host, and that's how he's hurt people <laughs> with his shitty views. I do believe that getting Steve Harvey kicked off Family Feud would do more good to America than getting Trump. <laughs> Thank you. I think I think it would have. I'm not even being an asshole right now. I really do think that more people would be like, "Wait, what the what? What's up with Steve Harvey?" And they'd read about it and go, "Ah, oh, fuck him." <laughs> they're, they're willing to walk away from that hill. They're like, "Ah, oh yeah, yeah." No, no one's gonna die on the Steve Harvey hill. They'll die you know on the Trump hill. What I still maybe. hear today. <laughs> what's that? I still hear people. Do the South Park? Uh, are you are you not allowed to say fag? Oh. <laughs> I have people. I know people in my life right now that I care about. That I know they are not inherently bad people. That still today, if they get called out on saying fag, they're like, "Oh no, I'm not making fun of gay fags. Like that's cool. It's just oh. fag word. Oh, no. That's because cool. South and their argument is." We went over this. South Park solved it. Here, like, I, I, unironically. I need to share a, st- a, little, a quick story. After I came out, my or before I came out, my dad would regularly say fagalas about any guys who he hated. And after That's I did, Brooks, the Jewish he version of saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah and after he stopped using it because he knew that was a bad thing to do. Was so, it like the old one was when someone said that's gay? The common response was like homosexual gay or 4chan gay and the response always be it's like no no 4chan 4chan gay the bad one i i have to do my nutshell story of my first job where we had the gay list it was written out and said the gay list that was bugs in the game we had to fix i'm not making that up so to bring that back around you have ken jennings who has been put forth as kind of this and he is he's somehow lucked into or helped create or what have you has social authority currency yeah, he's a smart boy. And is going up to bat for Bean Dad <laughs> and all of his horrible blame the Jews and saying the N-word and all this other stuff. And you mean to tell, like, that's bad, man. That's oh, harmful. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. Uh, so, okay, the only reason I want to talk about Bean Dad, it, like, it's not that I think I have no, like, answer or solution. And I definitely don't think that the answer is like, no, if you disagree with like Bean Dad's tweets, like that's also wrong. It's like, eh, I don't necessarily care whether or not Bean Dad continues on the thing. It's only the idea that like going after these rando people actually like furthers gets us any closer to our goals it feels kind of like oh that particular cop that 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 particular bad thing has been punished therefore anything is fixed yeah the system itself like we're all going out after these symptoms and not after the actual disease it's wiping the snot off your nose but not taking cold medicine well, what yeah, is but that? you can also wipe the snot off your nose and fucking take the cold medicine. There totally. you go. I'm, nu- I'm neutral on that. I'm not going to like what? be a part of it, but I'm not going to like <laughs> but bes- can beschreach. You? I'm not going to besmirch anyone for doing it. No, no one's saying, uh, like I said, at the, at the top of all of this, no one was saying it's a bad idea to take Trump off Twitter. It's yeah, just take a, him off Twitter. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, do it. Take Bean Dad off of Twitter. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, take him off the it. podcast. Fuck him. Like I don't care. Like all of that's fucking. <laughs> all that's all that is good fucking karma put in the world. But again, it's go for it. It's not. But right now the world's on fire. Like I said, it's right because now because he's on Twitter. 
But yeah, because he's on Twitter. But like I said, it's and it, saying it, go. What was the fucking? He actually had like activating words, like fucking execute rule sixty six or whatever the fuck it was. I don't remember. It was. Oh no! Did he say execute? No, I, I mean, should because it's basically what we would like stand down and stand by. Does this make the Senate the Padawans? Yeah. Oh Ex- no! Execute Project Shadowhawk. <laughs> So right now, if somebody put a tw- this screenshot in the thing in our 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 group chat, and all it's, of us see it. It's yes. a screenshot of Donald Trump with where it's like this tweet is no longer available, and then the the one visible one is I am asking I am asking everyone in the I can't do an impression of him at all in the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful, no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. <laughs> like, oh God! Ooh, <laughs> that's so. <laughs> and 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 you might have seen that uh, Mick Foley asked to get. Trump off the Hall of Fame. Cancel Trump off the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that one I support more. <laughs> and the funny thing is, they just want to distance themselves from him because it's bad. It looks bad for them, which yes. is the essence, which is also why they took Bean Dad's song off of My Brother and Me because it looks them look bad. They know that. They know when they hear this asshole's voice, oh, they know that guy. I'm not going to listen to this. They know that in the back of their head. And that's how this all comes together. And I hope I'm kind of making a point there. You are. You are. And I believe okay. I agree. I agree absolutely with what you're saying. Okay. I just give the same amount of actual effectiveness of defeating fascism in the U.S. I think getting Trump off Twitter and getting Trump out of the WWE Hall of Fame do about the same amount to reduce fascism in the U.S. I disagree. <laughs> look, there's a lot of WWE fans who look at the Hall of Fame. And Dude, <laughs> and it, it, resp- it, it, <laughs> fascists love WWE. Trust me. I yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> believe me. I I follow <laughs> wrestling enough to know. Wrestling's a weird one because it has both like some of the most like progressive and cool fans and some of the worst. They people. literally have their old white guys to come back and save the company. They're having old bird come back. There's one last person in cancel corner, and this is the, Miles the most. DF. This is yeah. This ah. is the most personal. Oh, one. I thought it was gonna so, be Minecraft dude who. That's what oh, the M name his name stands for. He's Minecraft DS. That's what I will be calling him for the rest of, oh, okay. the rest of today. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. So Wait, the what? only reason furries no, would have heard of this person, there's a ra- yeah, no, I'm calling him Minecraft. I might edit his name, but I don't know. I don't know. Miles DF, you mean the porn artist? Look, if we want to deplatform this person, why are we Hold using on. their name on our podcast? So people we- know to stop wanking it to it. I had to go through. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I had the most guilty wank. I'm going through. I'm not paying any attention. And I'm like... Wait, wasn't this? Wasn't there an artist I was supposed to go on follow? My ah, damn it! I nutted to Jason effects again. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, exactly. So there's this furry artist, and the only reason you might have heard of them before was there was a previous entry into the discourse they made where they have a very, very high commission rate, which is absolutely not the reason I have any problem with them. I do not give a single shit what you charge for your commissions. <laughs> like you can whatever charge you can whatever charge, you good think. For you. Whatever you think your commissions will get. But the reason they were previously in the discourse was they put out like a YCH and they're like this YCH starts at $9,000 or something. Like it's very, 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 very high, <laughs> which is fine. Great. Whoever can afford that 9K, I hope you really, really like the art they made you. But recently, the same artist did some commission where they wrote like America first on somebody's shirt. A, and then- a very busty dog girl or something is in a room or whatever. And I'm not even a boob guy. And they were well drawn titties. 
Backlash uh, for America First nonsense. America and first. And then they, they, in response, drew like a vent art where it's like their character and they're getting like their mouth duct taped and people okay. are pointing there's for a basically wide, being like, There's a lot of time in between canceling. that art yeah, showed up. The, the key important mm. there, Pepper, like the most absurd part about it is he like waited till the party was over. It is pure staircase wit. Like the party was long gone. <laughs> he was he wanted to say some shit, and then he got he stewed for like months. And he's like, I, I, don't I missed know. the initial. I didn't even see the initial out thing. I just saw that drawing come around. And I'm like, who the fuck? Xander, oh, were this you guy on board for the initial or no? <laughs> he drew some. Uh, he drew some OC when it happened. The, the whole mile. Yeah. What, what do you mean on board for what? Chris, do you remember the? Sp- do you remember like one of the? It's a vague quote. The specific line of the defense of. The character wearing the shirt, America First. Okay, so oh, the America it's First. it's bullshit because it's a very pro image, no matter how you dice it. No, no, or... but the, I mean, Go you got to hear. All right. The reasoning was, oh, you just got to, you got to trust me. You got to wait and see. I'm going to do something with this character. You'll see. That was the defense. I, th- this one is the most close to home because this isn't a person that has, like, even the... People, far more people listen to the the My Brother, My Brother, Me podcast and have have heard Bean Dad's voice, like th- hundreds of thousands, poss- millions, right? Mm-hmm. You think millions of people have heard that? Yeah, millions of people have heard that. Now we're talking about somebody in the furry fandom. The only reason this is like fascinating to me and so weird is the first thing I brought up. They're very, very high commission prices. So like this is a person who, even if in their heart they believe horrible things and <laughs> make their America first drugs, all this dumb bullshit. It is baffling to me how you could take a community that you know is far more left skewing than like your average American and just throw a grenade into your own business. I'm like, what is the rule of acquisition here? Like, fucking get your shit together. How bad are you at capitalism? Like, you're a capitalist, right? America first. You must be pro-capitalism. How are you so shitty at capitalism? Don't let people know that you're an asshole. Pepper, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> here's the thing. Wait, wait, wait. Do what do you mean don't pieces? let people know you're an asshole? Look at our president. <laughs> well, yeah, don't Look at every elected Republican. Look at Nancy Pelosi. Assholes are everywhere and successful. He'll hold on, hold on. He'll be fan of capitalism because he does single pieces for people at high prices. There's enough rich assholes that'll pay him fine. Yeah, that's my. I, that's the thing I want. His leave audience with, is isn't like, going away. His audience is still think, going to pay him. Yeah. Do you think that actually loses him even a cent? That doesn't matter. That's what I mean. So, <laughs> like, Miles is is as is at the top level of furry deplatforming, like. All so leftos completely agree that Miles is a, like is shit now, right? Like he's persona non grata. We all yeah. don't like him. Okay. Do you think it will actually hurt them in any like material way other than socially? Like socially, the damage is done because, like you said, that they already had the big conversation on, the, and now we have the like anti-apology art r- response, <laughs> which is even fucking funnier. It's so, like, so what do you funny. think the outcome will be? What do you think? What happens from here? I think what well, it'll be some form of this. Uh, life will like they won't get continue GOH on. spots. Right. No, it's the, it's the Alex Jones effects. He goes to his own little corner. People pay him. And Patreon. Then... Right. Anyway, go ahead, Dragger. Well, that's kind of where it's getting. How many times did you see the articles coming out where uh, there's these uh, hardcore conservative men and women that are having trouble dating? Their, their <laughs> careers are fine, but they're like, oh, it's lonely. Like, yeah, because you're antisocial. Like, you're, it's not just money. Regardless of money, we all exist in our social beings, and there's that thing called the social contract. And as we evolve and get better at empathy, that is the thing they are offending. Who gives a shit about the money? 
in this scope because they, you're right, they don't have power over a particular population at large. They're not running a giant convention that is propping up various small-time careers. They're not a voice of an entire thing. They are their own voice that's just shitty. So fine, they can go make their own money, and they might find out that the their audience does diminish, and they might have to walk back from that at some point. I don't mm -hmm. know. But the reaction of the canceling, to me, is like, oh, well, it, at least the social contract's okay. At least we're not saying, you know, 70% of the country is like, no, nah, you know what? Uh, black people should be slaves again. <laughs> like, there is value in terms of reinforcing the behavior you want and don't want. So the value we've gained really is just enjoying the fandom's response. Like, no. it is reassuring to be like, oh, good. They didn't have there, this opinion, and everyone just value. went, that's fine. It's more like, than just enjoyment. It's letting people know when they fuck up and that was not cool. And we don't stand for that, actually. I feel safer in a community that will call out those bad things. Mm. And, like, as someone who perpetually does not feel safe, that's important to me. Yeah, that's actually, we've encountered that in running chat rooms, that people thanking us for getting rid of people who didn't make them feel safe for spouting bad shit. And we're not talking about, like, cry bullying and being victims of people manipulating us into doing, like, taking an authoritative action in one of our little groups that should not have been taken. We're mm. definitely drawing a distinction there, and you do have to watch out for people that will try and take advantage of that empathy. For the most part, furries do not incentivize that kind of behavior, and that's, I guess, the positive you can pull from it is, yeah, in general, if you act a certain way, like, you just can't, like, you can't obtain a ton of social currency if that's how you are, and usually it's people who get the social currency, and then it's like, surprise, I was like this the whole time, <laughs> like, so it does make, it reinforces my appreciation for and enjoyment of the specific furry community. Like, oh, we're the one nice place on the internet. And we still are, kind of, like, relatively speaking. Because we call people out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like no, I say. I will argue the counterpoints thing of because we call people out, we make a inviting environment. It's, it's just, to me, about who. I don't think the calling out is... Like it's like with Trump, I do think he should be off Twitter. It's just like how much it actually advances a thing, and I'm scared that some people are basically like, "Haha, my what leftism is the way that we beat capitalism is by searching Twitter handles and slurs and making sure yes. those people are removed from social circles." And it's like, well, yeah, that doesn't really like move the overall big needle. It's good for vetting your own personal community. Mm. I don't want to name a name, but like I saw in a acquaintance of mine post on Twitter that's like all this shit's bad but Biden and co is coming stay vigilant and I'm like hmm what the fuck centrist getting in the White House doesn't solve fucking anything and like you're echoing the same mm -hmm. thing for what amounts to digital or Twitter activism and I agree yeah I'm glad Biden's there but whether or not he does good shit is all I care about all the leftists I enjoy have been saying okay they have the power to do so. Now we do have to it. hold them for it to be accountable. Exactly. Just they do No, no, no. It. They can do it. Now, if they don't. It's that meme of the, what's the, the guy, the Transformers actor in green screen yelling, do yeah. it. Like, you have, 
You've got the House. You got the Senate. You got the presidency. We set you I'm up. Just fucking fucking no. do it. Pepper, they burned down the Senate, so we have got to pay for that shit now. We can't right, have right. $2,000 checks. Yeah. Gotta oh my God. fix the fucking Senate. Every it's, it's senator could like, use all right, a $2,000 check. We set you up. You have nothing to complain about. You have your fucking milk, your blanket. I read you a fucking story. Yeah. Are you going to bed? <laughs> Look, we got to fix the Senate. We hired Tim Allen. He's going to be here. We gave him millions of dollars. Oh, fuck. Get the fuck Look, out. we have to fix this damaged house. So here's Look, Tim Allen. We put Tim Allen back on Coke. This shit will be done tomorrow. And Are they like, actually oh. going to call it house improvement? House, house improvement. improvement. House of Congress improvement. <laughs> And Tim Allen's going to fix the Senate like, I'm working for this, you lazy commies, and we'll be back to Damn. square one. I think we need, we need some Speaker of the House improvement. And, oh, so, <laughs> no Can we shit. talk about that? <laughs> yeah, because how all the Democrats I, shit on Nancy Pelosi and then vote for her anyway. <laughs> yes, because that's how voting works, Pepper. I know, it's really weird. That's how, how what works? That's how voting works. The only like We have oh. a first-past-the-post system. Either Pelosi was going to win or the other guy was going to win. And by... Staying out of it for the first vote, there was no reason to vote against for the second vote. That's, it makes no sense. I don't understand how you can vote as like ethically with blinders on to the rules and run into the wall and blame the wall. That's it what you're like the doing. Democrats. The Democrats seem to very much understand politics when it comes to shit within their own party, where they're like, look, we have to make compromises because these are the people who lead the thing. And we have to like hold leverage over them to make them do this thing. We get that. But as soon as it comes to working with the, a party, the party they're supposedly opposing, suddenly they act like they don't understand any of the rules or how anything works. Like we had this, v hey, new t kind of a new topic, I guess. We had the, a veto override that happened recently where will, like people can say, I would oh, love to look up the, the truth of that, like the veto override thing. Truth of what? What the truth of what aspect of it? Could they actually do something? Well, a veto Mitch. override it requires a two thirds uh, vote to overturn a veto. Both mm. the what is it? The House and uh, the Senate must a two thirds vote to override a veto. Okay. So all that takes is what twenty Democrats or something in the Senate. Like the so, Democrats are the minority party in the Senate, right? But so they Mitch do blocks the vote have enough then. people. They do have enough people to overturn, to prevent or fuck up a two-thirds necessary vote. Then Mitch so blocks the vote. Here, well, yeah, but we can so block we never his get vote. There. No, and we, we can't. yeah, but that's what negotiations are. You go, no, you don't. Mitch. You just don't I know you want this. Do you really think Mitch McConnell would go? All right, that's fine. We just won't fund the military. He wouldn't come to the table for negotiations at all because that's what he's doing already. So what's the change anyway? <laughs> like that's my argument. So the the, re, the thing I want people to do, just for, for context's sake, uh, Sanders and a few other people were like, hey, this veto override is coming for defense spending. The what, NDAA, the National Defense something something. Uh -huh. It's $700 billion to make sure our military can continue to bomb uh, rando civilians in countries you've never heard of and can't find on a map. So and our that own was so citizens in those countries. Also Obama. true. Obama. <laughs> so that vote would have uh, denied the military almost a trillion dollars in funding and obviously everybody who's currently in power is very pro-military because you can't not be pro-military so we wanted these two thousand dollar relief checks and they uh mcconnell refused to have a vote on that so all you do is say look dude 
uh, if you won't have a vote on these $2,000 checks, not pass, have a vote on. Not even pass, not agree with, have the vote. If you'll have the vote on this, that is what it will take to make us uh, vote the way you want and overturn and get this defense spending passed. And 41 Democrats said, whatever, we'll just vote with Mitch McConnell. And then turn around and say, Mitch McConnell is the problem with the entire government. That's my bugaboo. Nah, I mean... So what the Democrats, I think, should have done is say, we will not have that vote until you have this vote, because that is politics, right? Like, that's how the Republicans get everything they want, is they go, we don't have this vote, or pass this shit until you do what we want. And the Democrats just look at that and go, ah, I wish we could do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I do agree we try don't it. do enough of that shit. I do agree we do enough of that, don't do enough of that shit, but I do wonder uh, just the extent of what could have they could have done and like just like the russian investigation was ultimately fruitless and uh hurtful and it it was good for us like but i mean i think he did a crime and i think it was all bad but the american people don't give a shit and that's what matters they went over the they went after the stupidest crimes there's this giant list of crimes it's not stupid at all they're actually really bad but well i mean the specific the specific ones that were in the articles of impeachment, I think, were lesser than yeah. other shit they could have impeached. That's what I mean. I get you. Like, yeah, the crimes are very important. They did not bring up his most egregious crimes. They sure. brought up, like, ah, you, you quid pro quo, quote, and, and he made the argument, was like, yeah, everyone does that. And I'm sitting here like, fuck, he's right. Everyone does do that. <laughs> like, this, this well, is right. just kind of nuts. Because it's, it's exact. <laughs> my, my brother is funny. It's funny. He, he asked me, oh, boy, if they don't nail Trump to the wall and arrest him for this, I don't know what they can't for. And, like, what are they going to arrest him for? He didn't physically do anything himself. Conservatives could, worship power. All Therefore, all Trump said is go fuck them up, and they fucked him up. And he said, I didn't fuck them up. Discuss. Oh, last thing, Georgia. We, the the Dems oh. probably won the Senate. Probably. And when I say won the Senate, I mean a tie. They probably tied the Senate. They probably have won both of the seats in Georgia. Yeah, and Kamala's the tying vote. So hopefully that'll get the two thousand dollar checks out. We'll see. Here's my prediction: No matter anytime they try to do anything actually cool, there will be conveniently one single at least Democrat senator who wants to vote against the thing. So we just can't do it because they're there scared they'll lose their seat next election. Obama, where everything was blue, and look how much didn't happen. They had a super majority. They had the two thirds. And everyone's what, like, "Oh, houses? it's coming in. We got it this time." Like, okay, <laughs> well, nothing. Because there was nothing specific for them to act on. Now we have 2,000 checks out there. We have M4A. We have specific things we're asking for, and we have to ask for those specific things. We can't do what we did last time with the fucking uh, Wall Street protests. Like, we're, yeah, we're against money. It's like, wow, can't do anything with that fucking message. Anyway. I th- I'm I'm ready for M4A because that's all I say because it's just very very popular and very almost no Americans disagree with it when you like sit down and go this is what it means and this is what we want to do are you okay with that yeah. and most people are like yes I definitely would like to not pay whatever my premium is monthly I'd rather pay a little bit like like a four to five hundred dollar once a year tax increase and then I just go to a doctor whenever the hell I want and even if I have triple quadruple brain cancer that shit is all covered and there's no deductibles or yeah when you actually talk to people everybody likes it so that's kind of been our harping point and you know it's popular because both of the senate dudes who just got in like to tweet shit like healthcare is a human right and then they do not support healthcare being a right and when i say right when you vote no one says voting is a right therefore we should campaign for more affordable votes that seems ridiculous, doesn't it? They not, say healthcare is a right, therefore we should campaign for more affordable healthcare. That's not a right. That's mm. you think it's a privilege that should be cheaper. 
So no. I'm really hoping they don't fuck this up for us. <laughs> so I was going to say, I have an argument for my conservative friends about M4A is that we know so many people who are chained to their job. They hate that they perform way worse at because they do not enjoy it and they will not go to fucking be the best they can be because they're tied to their job for their fucking health insurance. Okay. They could go be somewhere else and do awesomer for the world if they went somewhere else. Don't you want that? So I want to take like a pee break and then talk about soul. Yeah, baby. I was going to say, we're talking about capitalism. Can we address the fact that a uh, mega capitalist company made a movie that has a message that's in direct opposition with the means the movie was made? (laughs) Yes. Uh, we want to talk about popular movie that came out. Yeah. Uh, set it up for it. Xander, this is like your idea in the so first place. Set it was it my us. idea because Soul came out and I heard it was really good and Pixar was released and I'm like, okay, I know nothing about this. This is going to be a good movie. It's released on Christmas. And as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, we have to fucking talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> it is so relevant <laughs> to... Every- I mean, the... Do we want to? Okay, obviously we're going to go into spoilers. So everyone who has not seen it, I would <laughs> see it first. Yeah, this is the end of the podcast for you. If you care about spoilers, there's a reason I save this for the end. If you guys really want to stay, if listeners, if you want to stay spoiler free, just stop now. Yeah, we, there will there will be no further real. But we are going like, to relate it to what we're talk. talking about. Definitely, don't worry. Oh yeah. It will be relevant, but if you really don't want the plot of Soul, I don't. This is yeah, okay. yeah. There, I think it's like if a movie is good or a book or whatever is really good, I think it's kind of unspoilable. And there I, there was a fucking study on this where people yeah, rated yeah. their enjoyment of books before and after the endings were told. Like there was a control group where they didn't tell them the end. Was All right. I have if a one I have cool, a one answer counterpoint. Okay. The usual suspects. I'm for that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I did not enjoy that. that knowing the ending. Yeah, know, maybe it's just not good. Well, you, you do, <laughs> but the you fun do, is the, but half the fun is the mystery. Yeah, yeah that, fucking... that's one of the cases where you're like, it be it's good if you don't. Technically, yeah. I think technically Luke, your father, is also one that technically would be good if you didn't know. But like, yeah, I impossible. always knew that, and it was not a big deal to me. Yeah, and I, I was bitter about that forever. Imagine right. trying to watch Star Wars now when you start with episode one and like that. Like, what the fuck? By the time you get to the Luke, I am your father quotes twist. You're like, yeah, obviously we watched okay, you. you. We can go Padme. into the machete cut of Star Wars <laughs> effortlessly. So let's stop. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> this is not soul. This is the Star soul Wars prequel. time. Attack this is, of the clones. This is Pixar's <laughs> attempt at a best picture. Let's get that straight. <laughs> Yeah. I only wanted to touch on the fact that same feeling when you're talking about Luke, Luke, I am your father. It's this, it's the exact same feeling of like technically seeing Dragon Ball Z for the first time. All right. Because Dragon Ball Z is actually a sequel to like a long running original <laughs> series that ran in Japan. So like the idea of like, holy shit, this thing that I grew up with now has a sequel and it was Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like what Goku the main character I watched grow up as a kid fucked Chi Chi what they had a kid wait Goku's an alien he has a brother is he fighting with Piccolo like <laughs> oh my god you're right 180 blows every, like it blows all of those fucking basic bitch things out Piccolo of the water Piccolo is training Goku's son <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> what the 
fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, the scope at which, like, whoa, dude, this is nanners. Yeah. I want to submit Dragon Ball Z is the only anime that successfully did a time skip. Like, and it was oh, good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, I only like, like, four animes. All right. And that's the one. Soul. Like. So about Soul. Okay, yeah, Soul. Sorry, I had to get that. I never get to bring that up. It's a very specific thing. Chris is so our like, resident film expert, so I want them to go off. Okay, we're so assuming that everyone's seen this because we've already talked about spoilers, so we're not going to do like yeah. a plot synopsis. And you we'll even had it. you even had buffer with various things. So like, <laughs> last no stop, fucking yeah. Okay, so last stop, there we're here. Um, okay, for me, Soul. Uh, I like what Pepper was saying, where it was like, uh, what Pepper was saying, where it was like. I want, uh, I, I have what I, what the movie was about and what I think people are going to pick up about the movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's that same, like uh, it's the same duality. I really like that this movie, that you can talk about this movie. Like it has enough to say, but yeah. the negative version of that would basically be saying that it toes so many lines that it doesn't matter. Like it's not <laughs> picking a side. So it's just kind of there. So if you went in with preconceived notions, you're coming out just, <sighs> feeling those preconceived notions gratified. Like, I don't think soul is changing too many minds. Yeah. Gravi uh, gravity. Uh, Chris, I don't know why I thought your mind name was, I'm like, gravity. Gravity, gravity. the comedy planet. What do you think the lesson people probably will take from it is? Okay, so I think the lesson is um, learning. The theme. Okay, let me. Trying to remember. I'm still very high. I ate too much gum. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I'll, I'll pitch one while you think. Go for it, Dragon. Go for it. Yeah. I think the lesson that people will take away is it's not too late to find your, they call it purpose, but I'm going to call it meaning in their life. Yes. Yeah, like stop and smell the roses. That Thank was the... you. I was no. literally just yeah. thinking that. No. Yeah, the basic. No. Uh, uh, hold on, those are two different I... things. Yes. Well, no. See, that's the thing. That's why. That's why I say it toes this line because I think it strongly is what you pull from it is strongly what you went in fighting, like your battle. Well, okay. So if you slow down, you'll enjoy life more, and you might get more out of it. Is what I think most people will take as the main push of it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like. Oh, you're so busy trying to get the thing you think you want. You didn't get the thing you wanted. Okay, let's yeah, jump to so. what I was telling Xander about while I was watching it with me. And I would say that would be the more likely message if the movie ended at an hour and 20 and didn't have that weird fucking last 20 minutes. Yep. Oh, I think that was the most important 20. Yeah, keep going. Uh, I think the last I 20 guess. minutes undercut what actually is a good, healthy message. Agreed. Um, the last and 20 minutes was about... They're, they're, uh, how do I get into this without going into the... All right. Their world basically posits that there is this otherworldly force and that human life is only a part of it. And mm -hmm. they heavily imply that there is a form, some form of fate or predestination, and that if you don't do something with your life, you have somehow wasted it. And I yes. think a lot of people are going to take Ooh. some form of that message away, and I think that's a bad message. Yeah, and that message is codified in the last 20 minutes. If it stops with him at the piano and he lays out all of these little things where his only focus during them was to get his life back, this thing he was clinging to, and in fact, he just celebrated the adventure and decided, hey, I've made mistakes, but this is how I'm going to live here on out. That was awesome. And then the movie kept going. 
that was a beautiful message. I agree with Dragger on this. And I'm from the more of the Alan Watts story. And I do not care about how people think of me after my funeral. And I, I do, obviously, but I don't care about what happens at my funeral. Like, I am here to make my every moment better and how I affect people in my everyday life of like, there is this moment now. Time is a flat circle. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Dragor talks about trying, like, how the goal of the main character was to get his life back. Yeah. But what struck me as part of it was, yeah, it, I, the, the his life part was incidental. The thing he wanted to get back was the job that he got and then couldn't perform like he thought the key to his life was oh i just gotta play a gig with this big deal person and become a professional jazz musician and that's that will fix my whole life mm. and then the fact that the whole thing you're like oh they're gonna like build this up to oh surprise the the side character is gonna have to play that gig for them and hijinks will ensue and it's like no he plays his gig he fucking kills it he owns that gig and then the lady's like well he's like what happens now yeah he's like well we just do it again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like this, Based this Caroline is... came along and said, listen, motherfucker, <laughs> we're in the goddamn ocean. <laughs> this Based Caroline life, was fucking on. He okay, works okay. his whole life so, to try to so achieve the goal. Okay, so you guys, what you guys are touching on is the this core thing that I think applies, applies specifically to soul. And that is this idea of uh, the, the story, like, the, does the story... Uh, expose is this the story for or against the starving artist lifestyle yes yes it is definitely um, <laughs> for because it lives off them okay so yeah just get each one of you i want to hear your one word response do you think it's for or against the starving artist lifestyle for for either depending on what you already think that's, uh-huh. that's, my, that, that's what i say that that's what i got out of it um because as like I said, um, I'm sure Pepper related very much specifically to him because he was an English teacher trying to gig his or part time music choir teacher. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you were a choir teacher that was part timing while you were trying to become a famous artist. Like, like, there, have a, you guys ever given up your dream before? I did. I was supposed to be a professional basketball player, and I was the best player of my team for 15 years of my life. So I know what that feels like. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I'm just saying in Pepper's case, it's very funny because it's very similar to his story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I almost wish they could remake it, but instead of it being a musician in a big gig, it was like he's a fucking grocery store employee and it's like assistant manager promotion. Because I think the movie, nothing, like the actual themes are going for, I don't think would change at all, but the mm. way people think about them would. Because in I this could, one, I he mean, just happens to have a, quote, glamorous job where it's like you get to do a show. And people go, woo, but people act this way over what I just said, becoming fucking shift manager at the Applebee's is some people's get that huge gig and all my whole life will improve and be better if I could just get this. Yeah. And then you do and it isn't. It doesn't change your whole life. I mean, from my... from my place of privilege in my own career, it's been stepping stones of, okay, well, I like computers, give or take, and, well, if I just get this next programming job, this will solve the things. Ah, there's still problems. Okay, I've got this next one. And I have yeah. right now, it's it's a humble brag, but I have, as far as luck is likely to dictate, the best possible capitalism job that I will ever get. It is, it is like the 1% of the 1% of what an average person in programming can get you as far as comfort. Code. And I still fucking hate it and resent it. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, 100% because of a certain element of a lack of agency and you're still within like but again then there's the mis- the the mystification of being a, a musician or being a creative person. The movie, and then that, yeah. that mystification it makes it a more ma- interesting movie. It, yeah, I- and it makes it feel like you're working but again, you're still within that mm. realm. What's up? Uh one thing I really want to hit on and this is really important to me is I was like what bothers me so much about this fucking movie? And I, I think it was all exemplified in the stockbroker scene. Do you, you know oh, exactly what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hi, Alkali. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we, we both, me and Miko, just look at Alkali. And it's just like, <laughs> fuck. I like, choose to see that as, oh, he attained class consciousness. <laughs> he figured out the whole system is bullshit and he opted out of it. I'm like, yeah. Get there, man. It's like, <laughs> man. Alkali wishes he could do that, but he has a bunch of fucking responsibilities. Imagine that. I mean, it's so easy for them to make that fucking joke when you live off the people you fucking exploit. And that's what pisses me off the most is passion and getting your spark is so exploitable. That's what uh, fucking uh, that documentary taught me the most. Uh, Crocodile Hunter or what the fuck was it? The crocodile guy. Help me. You mean, t- are you talking about Tiger King? Yes. <laughs> he got people King. to work for shit wages because they yeah. wanted to pet like the, the fucking tigers and that made them feel alive. That's why like they could the let their arm bitten off and say, I didn't want to hurt the fucking park because they would sue the park if I got, if I sued them for, or, or if I went to the hospital. It's in, and, and someone has their stub arm and said, yep, I love working here. So, I'm following my passion. Let's even let's go to the negative one. Exploit. How many animators had to work on like three frames of this movie doing particular hair things and had to do 12 plus hour days, go home thinking, Ugh, should I kill myself? While the movie yeah. is about finding your spark when they're active, like the recursive nature of the making of this movie. I could not escape it. I could not separate viewing this thing from the fact that Disney Pixar made it. It matters who's telling you. Well, okay, and and like here's the thing: Pixar for many animators would be a dream gig. That would be like they think so. Would it actually? I got my dream gig and I hated it. Yeah, and that's exactly what. So, like I said, you went, and that's something that when I was watching it, I was like, I wonder what Xander would think because of that exact thing. Because I knew you went through that same experience, and I thought, I wonder what Pepper would think because this guy's Pepper. Um, (laughs) like. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I when i was watching it i was like this applies weirdly specifically to a lot of the people i know this is fun um <laughs> right uh, yeah and so i was like i said that was a thought process that ran through my head but that's the important difference it's this idea of um like do you give in to tall poppy syndrome do you not give in to tall poppy syndrome when you've officially made it yeah it still work because at the end of the day doing anything exerts effort and when we feel and we're challenged and we think of ourselves as an individual and we have our little hero's journey like leaps through the day you know every and like i said and obviously this sounds like i'm trying to like talk down because it sounds like oh everyone has problems but that's not what i mean i'm saying it's it's a ever like i said you get tired doing shit it's like totally fair um that's why i got so mad when he's like reviewing his life in the fucking uh, laundry room, like taking a rest. Like, dude, you just got off your shift. Whatever, you took a, you ate a Snickers bar for what, and and you're mad about it. It's so weird. Yeah, but like I said, so what I think, what it, when it, like I said, what I like most about this movie is that it is a discussion. 
that's the key thing. You can have a discussion about this movie and I don't think it's going to like cause a fist fight. Like, so like, so which, which is, which is good, which that's part of why I ultimately love this movie. I'm like, yeah, fucking two people can talk about it and it doesn't result in like, I'm going to burn you or I'm not going to burn you. So mm-hmm. it could potentially change a few minds. Like, yeah. <laughs> like which, shit to which, say, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I totally agree with that. Now, again, I don't think it touches upon, but because, like I said, but because I, I just never was able to tell which side the writers were taking. Mm. And I think that was part of why they did it. But also I know why they did it was because it's a Disney film and Disney can't be controversial. They can just be edgy. You can't um, go all the way with the ideas you might yeah. want to do because this movie has to play to, like like, I said, has, yeah. it has to play to an international audience. It has to play to. Mm. The if all they like, remembered was based Dorothy's speech about the ocean, that would make me happy. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I want to present, I guess, what I... I would love for us all to do this. Like, what my interpretation of, I guess, what I want people to take from the movie. Mm. Like, here's what I... What I... Not even think the movie is about. What I choose to decide the movie is about. All right. So, the whole thing follows this guy who's just chasing... He's chasing after a job. And I wish it... I almost wish it wasn't... I I realize why it's a musician, because, like, that's interesting in a movie. Mm. (laughs) Watching someone do music is much more interesting than watching someone like, ha-ha, I did this office job to the absolute best of my ability. But what it seems to come down to is he's looking for... It's it's like a movie that's about the concept of alienation. The fact that you can work... You can succeed so hard on paper at what your job is, but these external sources of validation are just not nearly as meaningful as as like the person-to-person connections that humans desire because we are humans. The times when he's the happiest is when he like talks to his mom and like deals with his personal shit, hangs out at the barber shop and yeah. makes personal connections with social people. connections. That- yeah, that's mm-hmm. his true. That's when he's truly happy, and then he succeeds at his job to the highest level. And you mentioned Hero's Jury, Journey, Chris, because when this moment happened, I basically screamed out, "Hero's Journey!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he does the gig. He achieves the thing he thinks that he wants, and it isn't actually the thing he wants. And that's just like super classic Hero's Journey. Then he has to go back and become the master of both worlds, which he does. Like <laughs> this movie follows the, like Hero's yeah, yeah. Journey shit very very closely, and that's funny. Yeah. One of the things I want to ask is like, yeah, he wants to be a jazz musician, but why? Why? It's because he want. Why do you want to be the jazz musician? Is it to affect other people? That's a social thing. Is it like you know? Yeah, and he doesn't have. He doesn't seem to like. He personally likes music, Uh and that seems to be the start and end of it. Where yeah, he doesn't have a way that it relates to either like you know, like you said, inspiring other people, Uh even inspiring himself. Like he just seems to like music's a thing I'm good at, therefore I will do it, and I like it, and that only really gets you so far. Can I give a negative interpretation? Yes. So that, that's really the start and end of my thing. Go the, for it. The negative interpretation is that the movie is actually 100% capitalistic, and this is the agenda. Finding your spark under capitalism makes you a better worker for whatever it is you do. Find your role. The, the, whole, the, the whole point of the name of it being called a spark is that's that is a singular moment. That is the instigator. It doesn't have to continue to be that or at all. And I, I had... I was telling Xander this while we were watching it. I'm like, how much of it is the movie focusing on the spark because that is important and then people take their own meaning of, ah, once you have the energy, you can do whatever you want with it. But at the same time, they like, the character, many characters fetishized 
or fixated on the thing. Uh, Graham Norton's psychedelic character was there to call that out, where your hyper-focus turns into your prison. Dragger. It's the conservative idea of you'll be happier if you are doing the things that you are supposed to be doing. You'll be happier if you get married, if you if you just be straight, if you do that thing. You know, there's yeah. that The movie idea. does address this directly. Do you guys remember when the little, like, line Mac logo-looking <laughs> character <laughs> were like, Jerry. oh, you think the spark is your purpose for life? Yeah. Ha ha ha, that is yeah. so dumb. And I'm like, I very appreciate that line. Yeah, I, I really appreciated yeah. it. Yeah, like the, 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 yeah. It's like, no, there's a spark. It was a then there's, that's not the purpose of your whole logo. life. <laughs> and they like, almost brought that up uh, with our, the bar. Phenomenal like. cosmic beans are fucking doodles on an etch a sketch named Jerry and Terry. Get it right. <laughs> they, that is the creation the, mythos. I think that's what the barbershop character was for, because they wanted a character where they're like, yeah, his spark was X, but the but fact he that he's like a barber that. and helps his community and like has all these but, like strong okay, relationships. So, so can I go next? Go. Sure. Okay. So for me, when I was looking at that, that conversation, there were point because like I said, the whole idea was there was a point at which I remember thinking about it because I was, I was watching the movie and I was enjoying it. I was like, I was kind of offended. Yeah. Me like, too. Yeah. I was like, so By you the just, spark concept. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, Agreed. because there's a lot of like passive aggressive, like mom digs one by his mom, but technically like the guy in the barbershop who was like, he was all like, Wow. I really enjoyed talking to you. How come we never talked before? And he was like, you never asked. You always want to talk about your passion. And he's like, oh, oh he's like, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I guess that is true. Like, that's like a dick move, which technically it is because almost like almost universally some level of narcissism. If you're a creative person, because sure. you walk on stage saying I do X better than everyone else. You should listen <laughs> like th th there's a certain level of n inherent narcissism to it. So like I said, so it, it, it feels good to be like, yeah, fuck narcissism. Cause no one likes an arrogant dickhead either. Some um, people do art because they can't express themselves in a way or at all. They don't feel like they feel like that's their outlet. And that's how yeah. art is social. And yeah. so, like I said, it, so once again, it's this idea of this, this person is like, they're like, like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, we get it. It's important, but like, you got to pay the bills. So then you find a way to pay the bills mm -hmm. and then it's, yeah, you just, so it's like, you just enjoy it because the alternative is, yeah, go ahead, follow your dream. You became the artist, but guess what? You still got to pay the bills. Right. Not much different, huh? But it's really kind of arrogant for fucking people that literally hustled to do that to then go it's not that great over here don't worry about doing it <laughs> yeah mixed messages <laughs> yeah. is my best summation and, and so of like, soul I, I like i said part of me i, I interpreted that and i was like well fuck you guys yeah of course it's easy for you to say it you've already succeeded it's like a fucking libertarian being a rich person <laughs> yeah yeah like of course like a capitalistic interest group worked for you so yeah now you're a fan cool it's like chris jericho so yeah man you can do it go go chase your dreams like fuck you chris jericho <laughs> you already got him <laughs> like you donated uh, the four thousand dollars of maga went to a goddamn bike rally and shit i know what you're all that's about the episode title fuck you chris jericho <laughs> there you go <laughs> But yeah, so like I said, but but me personally, the thing I want people to take away from it, and I think it's a really healthy thing ultimately to take away from it, and something that never is touched upon and is rampant in our current culture because of the neuro tribe, the way the way family structure like emotionally has changed uh, due to the internet, because it's no longer 
your friends and your your world was much was heavily focused on your immediate surroundings but yes. because of the internet you can now you you build friends and groups structured around things and that's the idea of like a fandom like it becomes more and more popular not that yeah. it wasn't a thing before but it becomes more structured and like serialized of like this is what a fandom does it has a lifestyle there's like a study of it um so the idea is uh um fuck what was i saying oh yeah, yeah signifiers so, of furry yeah, it's, fire, furry is a good example of it. But the idea is, um, it changes that. So what was I saying? That you can't let one thing define you. Hmm. I agree. Like it, it's very unhealthy to define to attach yourself to one thing. Whether it is whether you're like I'm a Whovian, like that can be unhealthy if you're like to a crazy degree or whatever oh, it definitely of, it helps with the whole neoliberal mode anyway where everyone has yeah. to pick a category so like said, the, isolate so I, themselves and become one cog in the machine yeah 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 so like what i would what i would like to see people take away from this is like yes of course you have your spark of course it but it isn't all you are you can yeah. you can expand upon that you can you you can do other things and that's healthy and that's okay and you don't have to they don't all have to be your thing and if so, they yeah. hadn't done that, the spark would basically be like a justification for eugenics. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, you are born a certain way, therefore you will only do... Th- you are a, ca- yeah. a milk cow, you yeah. will produce milk. That Absolutely. is your calling. I- it's, it's the idea of like, if you say I'm I-N-G-J or whatever, and you're like, that's my, ident- that's my type. I-N-T-J. Can yeah, we go over, the, the can we address type. their world though, that someone is consciously deciding these awful things? And not right. that, well, I like the idea was that they would put them in a kindergarten and they kind of pick their own thing. No, well, no, there was a out. scene where the one's like, like, all right, you five are gonna be insecure and you twelve are gonna oh, be self righteous. I do remember that. Yeah, it's just the, it's just the it's just the meme of people pouring <laughs> shit into buckets where they're just labeled with shit. They're like okay. when God made me, water, huh. insecurity. A conscious being in that world chose to inflict mental illness on people. It would have been yeah. completely different if they were shepherds and were like, we don't know how they're going to fall out. Ah, turns out these five are this way and these 12 are this way. That would have like, solved all of my issues with the fact that conscious beings are creating things with suffering that don't need it as if it's a virtue. Like That yeah, Christian suffering is a virtue thing in this movie bothered me deeply. I don't I, know. I do they feel that. It is. Like from a joking standpoint, I really like that. It's like a bit, like the idea of like, okay, yeah, the, that's that's a very weird rule to take from it, but fair. Um, it's a funny <laughs> bit, and I don't think they thought about it that much. But yeah, when you yeah, think about the implications, it's kind of horrifying. I do my. Yeah. Can I do my like, take so real a, quick? That's a f- yeah, yeah go for it. Go okay, for you. here's my sole take: is I people think I'm shitting on it. I love the movie, and I cried during it. It's definitely one of my favorite Pixar movies. And that said, I still have all these problems with it. Like, we all agree it's very effective as a film, like well animated, yes. well voiced, good music. Oh no, I like, fucking technically loved Soul. Excellent. The problem I have is who is telling it. The messenger matters so much to me, and that is so apparent to me now. Like, I hope you hate kids... Jamie Fox. I get it. Not Jamie Fox. <laughs> no, Pete Doctor. Like, yeah, there you go, Pete Doctor. Like, Who's Pete? I hope kids like, oh, that was a great message. I hope they like take away the live every moment and the, 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 the it's the connections we make with each other, with the memories, like all uh, on the piano table, all that kind of stuff. But I hope they like grow up and it's like, oh, this was released by Disney during a pandemic. <laughs> and at the end, they said, go home, motherfuckers. <laughs> they did. They kept the theater releasing. Why are you they still did. here? The movie's over. Go home. <laughs> 
It's <laughs> like I am oh, home, oh, motherfucker. Can I, can I mention? <laughs> yeah. Can I mention one one point about Do the? It. Okay. Um, I really like that in his in his hall of important moments in his life, the fact that he played piano with his fucking dad in like a big moment was not in there, but he remembered it at the end. And it's like, okay, so that wasn't an important part of his life then? <laughs> but eating Cheetos were? What the fuck? Dude, like, okay, my interpretation, my, my way too uh, generous interpretation of that is he was unhappy when he was thinking of the person he should be. And that is very oh. important to me. Yes. Oh, also the my my important part is the most important scene of the movie is his conversation with the girl. The main character's relationship with the twelve year old girl at the beginning of the movie. God, that sounds terrible. Sounds like I'm talking about um, a completely different movie. <laughs> it's Tina no. Fey. She's a fucking adult. FC. No, not, no, not no, Tina no, no, Fey. No, no. I mean student. the actual. I mean her student. Oh, the trombone lady. Yeah. yeah, the trombone kid. Because she gets in the zone. She's a little reflection of him, and it's the idea of like. Once again, it's this idea of he's like, oh, shit, you know, his relationship with her is so fucking important because not only is it his relationship with or his relationship with someone that was in at the turning point that she was with a similar passion to him in like a literal sense. But the important part of that comes in. She she embodies both of those messages, both of the ideas, because her beginning message is I'm 12. Why? The, what do you mean? The zone? I don't get what you're fucking talking about. Like, it's just like something I like to do. Yeah. Um, and then the reverse of that is, I really think I should quit this thing. And then she's like, she talks herself back into not quitting it because she talks to someone else, uh, basically saying, yeah, you should quit. Well, no, I don't, I don't want to quit because I really like it. So her, her growth and her arc, she's the real hero of the story. <laughs> oh yeah. She's like my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. Or, like, or the fucking, the, the, the hippie guy was my true guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 But oh, it's that's the Graham idea Norton. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know but any that, famous people. But like I said, it's the even, even our protagonist who does go on his own little journey or whatever. Our protagonist learns that if you're keeping to apply it to the hero's journey aspects, he learns that he's already become a fucking hero because you fucking become a hero by maturing. That's part of the core mechanic of storytelling. So like, he's already a mature dude. Now he needs to learn to be the old man. He needs to go from being Goku to Master Roshi. Yeah. So like to keep it Dragon without Ball the Z, pedophilia, without the <laughs> Jesus Christ. yeah. Don't Avoid make don't treat her like he treated Bulma. Oh no. Yeah. D don't uh, be weird. Right. About it. I'm, I, I know I'm don't gonna be risk. Weird about it. I know I'm gonna risk going long on this. Uh, there was another thing that rubbed me the wrong way in the movie, and this is directly applicable to my life, and that's yeah. uh, the things you should heavy emphasis on should pursue should. are the things you are essentially already good at. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Like that is such a negative factor to my life. Um, Thought Slime has a series of great posts and video on this. On for himself, he just liked the idea of skateboarding and started picking it up. He is not good at it. He is never going to be great at it, probably, but he likes it and he's gonna do it. Like it's only mm -hmm. if you have this goal of if it's important to you to be on the level of Tony Hawk, that's different. But this movie's trying to sell you this message of find your place in the world, in your community, be happy. Oh, by the way, you have to find the thing you're good at? Like, yeah. who but cares? I think I think I, if I were to say something, if I were to defend that point, if I were to just counter that point, I would say that the barber represents that. Very important working. character. Yes. Yeah, because the barber found his thing, 
but it didn't matter. So the idea is it, did, it do, technically doesn't matter if you find your thing because you'll eventually just find something else. Because like we all agree, the movie implied that the spark, his little like wheel was veterinarianism, but he also figured out he liked cutting hair. Yeah. Right? They, yeah. they intentionally made it a non-predestination thing, and I'm very glad. Yeah, and so like I said, the, so arguably, like I said, if I were to counterpoint, I would say, while it's not the best representation of it, it is in there that the idea of whatever whatever part of the spectrum where you fall on this like idea of like do you pursue your do you pursue what you are passionate about or do you find a stable living condition um really brief return to mental illness they chucked out like remember like the 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 key moment when they get body swapped and uh she's in his body and she's just like i can't handle shit and she just like goes in the corner for a bit i'm like ah they're doing like a mental illness thing here for a second and then they just move right on i'm like oh are they like trying to say this lady's autistic is that was that was my thing right away the sensory overload like how are you supposed to participate in this when you've got a shitty dice roll and you're just so severely disadvantaged yeah. The other, I wish it's like Chris said. I wish the movie would have gone up farther with some of the themes, but because it's this big, gigantic world release commercial uh, film project, I understand why it doesn't. Yeah. But it seems, yeah, they touched on so much little stuff. I wish they would have gone uh, farther into. All right, I'm gonna place. make a bold prediction. It's gonna win best best picture. That is not. That is not- a hill anyone can die on. I have not even remotely. If Inside Out can get best picture. Over Amelisa? No, 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 no. Yeah. Actual best picture, not cartoon best picture. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe, that'd be fun. Maybe, that, I mean, nothing animated came movie out this hasn't year, so won yeah, yet, right? Correct. I don't, yeah, I don't think ever, no. Pixar yeah, they made was a whole new get nominated, I think. It's inclusive. It has representation. It has a message that Hollywood people can nod along to and not think too hard about, and that is a very important for the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be shocked, especially in the year 2020, I would not be shocked if, yeah, it does win Best Picture, actually. Yeah. like if, if there's any time a cartoon is going to suddenly win Best Picture, this seems like it's it. What the hell else? When a cartoon's out? been in office for <laughs> four years, why not now? When a cartoon has been... <laughs> All right, we got to wrap up. We do got to wrap up. Uh, hey, let's end on, like, what's your closest, your favorite, like, non- deep scene in the th- or aspect or just thing in the film like i i don't want to steal everybody's what thing what was but just... the funniest thing you thought okay. about soul well i'm a 3d animator and it was 3d animation porn because it was so fucking yeah. well animated watching the cat and the guy and struggling oh my God, the, hallway, the world so good stylized oh, characters yeah. but the world looked like like the water looked like real fucking water the cement looked like real cement of like ah oh, ultra yeah, realistic yeah. environment <laughs> with stylized characters yes I'm oh, so yeah, yeah. My, yeah one of my favorite <laughs> things was i i am positive the first version of this script said live action animated yeah right yeah, <laughs> 100%, 100%. Out. so the i, I really want to see the version of soul where the all of the on earth events were fucking live action wouldn't take that much change even except for like no. the cat scenes i guess a little bit but like yeah but we've gotten pretty good at cg animals in general because yeah. it's cheaper oh my god when and he's like ethical. talking to his mom and shit oh it just feels like real scenes between real people 100 yeah, percent. Right. it is super real there were scenes i'm like looking at the back i'm like is that just a picture of like a room a real yeah. <laughs> or yeah a real house it's <laughs> just like a room right like, oh yeah his fucking house for a brief moment i was like that's just a room yeah, it's just a <laughs> photograph. It's a photograph. I've seen this piano. 
All right, yeah, my favorite, like, my oh favorite my little aspect was the fact that uh, like the all, the the spiritual guru dude who ended up like helping him blah, blah, was a fucking sign spinner. He's the guy yeah. standing on the street corner yeah. who's just spines and he's like he gets in the zone like his meditation as he sign spins. Like hell yeah, like, it's just I fucking it's just good for me. And he wasn't it wasn't like a one off joke. They go and meet him in real life and he's sign spinning. And there's like several bits with him. Love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His sign spinning comes into play because they can't yes. get the like the he fact that he has a, a shitty boss is like he's like all right we'll do it later. <laughs> he's the ticking clock like he actually sets the ticking clock. You're like whoa. What about like you, Trevor? What real, did you enjoy? Real hero. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff everyone's mentioned. Uh, the the sleepy dusts, twilight sand dunes were gorgeous. But my favorite was. And I don't know how much is just me being knowledgeable of it and reading into it, or how much people who wrote this also really, really, really like physics. But uh, the universe they portrayed heavily implies that uh, it's simulation theory of the universe, especially with the various effects that they Ooh. used to portray going in and out of Earth. Uh, mm. A lot of that was heavily... To me, it looked like a lot of various nods to... Like, you see some extra RBG shadowing that they did not like that was not an accident someone put that yeah, in there um the way it seems like there were various visual things that implied like a a resolution of the universe metaphor which if you get into like plank constants and all that crap uh that was very fun i don't know if i'm projecting into it or not i would be very yeah. happy to find out that that was intended it's like the team from fucking what's it the what's the uni the carl sagan thing that got remade not nexus cosmos yeah cosmos yeah like they took like some like actual scientific theory of blah 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 and then like turned it into an animation yeah that's really yeah, cool. yeah i think my favorite like thing was that the like gods of the universe the creators of all things were like australian like you don't see a whole they lot are. of like australian <laughs> like gods like australian. <laughs> australian or south african i'm pretty sure it was australian yeah, or new it zealand sounded australian right? to me it might have like said so it might have been south african might have been fucking you know kiwi but like it's hey, hard to say australian like, fans are gonna get real mad if they aren't us they're like what you think yeah, we what the you think we sound like that governor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crikey but, i'll kick your ass or whatever the fuck we say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, oh, um, man. That's, I've getting used to that with Auntie Donna and those guys and shit. Those other yeah, New like, Zealanders. So I just really liked. I just really liked the idea. Like, oh, cool. That's not a thing you see ever. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> I've never. I've never seen. I don't see a lot of Australian media. So yeah, fun. <laughs> All right, did everybody, did everybody get to go? I don't want to cut anyone off, but we do need to cut this off. This is already going to be an almost double length podcast. You're welcome, Ooh. everyone. By the way. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you get. Alrighty. That's the size you get with the comedy planet. <laughs> the comedy planet. Gravity, the comedy planet. <laughs> Gravity, the comedy. All right. I'm so that's glad we found show. our spark today to get together and talk about politics <laughs> and coups and stuff. Yeah, I'm glad too. Me too. And I mean, if anyone's listened this far, holy crap! Thank you very much. Uh, we are last minute politics, uh, or specifically the, our our core three of Xander, Dragor, and me, Pepper Coyote. Chris the Comedy Bunny is our guest today. You should check out their material. They have a YouTube channel. We will have links to it wherever Whoa. you are listening to this. <laughs> there will yeah, be yeah. a link to it. The best way but to find me in hopes to fighting the algorithm is look up Comedy Bun. That's yeah. what I'm trying to use to fight. The algorithm. That would be Comedy your best bun. bet. Comedy B -U -N. bun. All one word. Yep. All one word. Yeah. If you guys want to support us, you can uh, send us money on paypal.me backslash last minute podcast. Forward slash. So I always say backslash. I, <laughs> I know. I'm surrounded by people that say it wrong. 
It's because someone in my life said somebody on that fucking cartoon on Toonami reload or whatever the, it is said backslash once. Look, because you look at the top you start of the from dash. The left. If the top, <laughs> no, we read from left to right. <laughs> yes, look, and the first does. Plate Have you ever read a manga? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. So for them, it's down slash or up slash, and it's different for, for them. them. For us, w- it should be up slash or down slash. For oh, Americans, like up slash down slash. Cool. Xander found Xander, Xander found his old man hill. He's yeah. <laughs> Nobody's taking my f- fucking. Uh, this is an American slash. Look. That's what we're calling it—a freedom slash. Freedom, freedom slash. slash. No, a freedom slash is the vertical pipe to represent centrism. Right. I was actually gonna say a freedom slash is my move, and I use in Final Fantasy. <laughs> freedom slash. Freedom slash. That's your that's your overbreak. Uh, yeah, that's my overlimit. America <laughs> made with the freedom slash. America made with the freedom slash. All right. At this point, the the exit theme has been playing for half an hour. All right. We'll see you next week, I hope. Bye. Yeah. Bye.